You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings coming at you twice a week here in the offseason. Training camp begins on Tuesday. We'll have your preview episode for you waiting in the... I don't know what they call podcast inboxes, your feed, <laughs> your library, uh, whatever they call it. It'll all be waiting of the for above. you. Yeah. All of the above. It'll be waiting for you. And we're looking forward to that. But uh, next, Mark, I do want to talk about what, like, I mean, essentially the story that's sweeping the NFL right now, which is how running backs are devalued, how a lot of people feel like there could be collusion. Um, the kind of case studies right now are Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook to, to some extent, uh, and then even Tony Pollard, who recently signed his franchise tag with with Dallas, but particularly Josh Jacobs, as well as um, Saquon Barkley, have not picked up their franchise tags or considering sitting out this season and have discussed it very publicly. And the question that we kind of came up with off of that is, could Christian McCaffrey buck that trend? Because he is in the same category as far as age as far as production um just general you know running back rooms that are are reliant on singular forces christian mccaffrey is absolutely one of those if not the prime example of that and so i mean if we're talking about mccaffrey he's got two years left on his deal after this one becomes a free agent in 2026 at age 30 um it's kind of interesting to think about where christian mccaffrey's career could go especially in San Francisco when we know what he did even just in half a season last year. Yeah. Um, I think the, the 49ers, the conversation around the 49ers running backs is really, really fascinating um, because the 49ers, I think were kind of ahead of this trend in the NFL. Evan, you, you just laid out Saquon Barkley, uh, Tony Pollard as, as well. Um, and then Dalvin Cook and like Ezekiel Elliott are without teams still currently, and we're getting towards the start of training camp. Um, it's wild considering these are guys who have dominated the league for years now. I know Ezekiel Elliott is is kind of nowhere near the peak of his powers, and he's kind of the odd man out of that group. But just considering the name brand there, it's still, still kind of wild. Um, but the 49ers... I mean, before think think before Christian McCaffrey, who has been this team's running backs. Uh, it was Raheem Mostert, who they picked up off the street for nothing. Um, they had Jeff Wilson Jr. They had Matt Breida as well before that, who who they picked up for nothing. Um, Elijah Mitchell, who was a, a late round draft pick and was phenomenal for them, has been phenomenal for them when he's been healthy. The 49ers refused to pay running back to anything. Remember when Raheem Mostert had that that contract dispute with the 49ers? Like, you want to keep me around? You better give me X amount of money. And the 49ers just stayed tough, didn't. They eventually signed him to what, like a $2 million for one-year extension or whatever it was. It was not much, but they brought him back. Um, the 49ers, I think, have been ahead of the rest of the league in this. And then they had the opportunity to jump at Christian McCaffrey, and they took advantage. I think it's interesting now because the rest of the NFL is kind of following suit to what the 49ers did, started to do a few years ago. But now the 49ers are one of the only exceptions because they have 
the exception at running back in Christian McCaffrey, who essentially plays two positions. I mean, they're not really paying just a running back. They're paying a running back and a wide receiver. And by the way, they're not really paying him all that much. And they have done some some economic gymnastics by moving his cap hit around. And he's he's costing them a lot less this year against the cap, you know, pushing it back years and, and being flexible with that. Um, but the way the 49ers have handled the running back room, Evan, is incredibly interesting because they were of the mind, we're not going to pay a running back much. And that has proven to be at least right now, the smart way to handle business in this league. And then they had an opportunity to get perhaps the most dynamic player at the position in the league. And they've kind of changed their course um, because why wouldn't you, when you have a chance to get Christian McCaffrey. So I am fascinated to see how that position continues to develop for the 49ers. And if after Christian McCaffrey says goodbye or hangs it up or whatever, his time with the 49ers come to comes to an end, where do they go then? Because they've, they've kind of gone back and forth on their, I don't know, ideal setup for this position over the last few years. Yeah, it, it is interesting because as much as I believe Christian McCaffrey to be the focal force behind the, I guess, resurgence of the 49ers offense last year, you can just go look at the numbers. They speak for themselves. I don't necessarily think, Mark, that by the time his contract is up, that he will be still the exception that everyone has labeled him currently. I think the reason that he is currently the outlier among all of the running backs, except for maybe... I would put Derrick Henry in the same category. Yeah. Um, running backs that are on teams with either cheap quarterbacks or not good quarterbacks. Like that is a running back haven. That means you're going to get the ball. You're going to get your numbers. But the question is, can you maximize the money? And it's interesting because Kyle Shanahan comes from, of course, a lineage of a head coaching family, Mike Shanahan, who was kind of at the forefront of this in the late 90s and early 2000s when he had to, for you know, essential physical reasons, injury reasons, move off of Terrell Davis. And he ended up putting together and piling up 1,000-yard rusher after 1,000-yard rusher. You know, Mike Anderson, Tatum Bell, uh, Clinton Portis is a bigger name, but not guys that are household by any means. And, of course, you look at the Super Bowl winners of recent years, the only one that comes to my mind, Mark, a running back that helped drive home a Super Bowl winning team on a second contract that I can remember is Marshawn Lynch. And now, of course, we look back at the Legion of Boom, their historic defense. Russell Wilson's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. So, in fact, Marshawn Lynch was the driving force of that team, but there was a lot of help around him. I think that's where Christian McCaffrey fits into this, this narrow needle of running backs that can be paid lots of money, but also are still seen as very productive. And I do not know if that's going to hold up because again, Christian McCaffrey is the same age as Dalvin Cook. He is a little bit older than the likes of Josh Jacobs, of Saquon Barkley, guys who are now accusing the NFL and their teams of trying to you know, suppress their value. When Le'Veon Bell held out in 2015-16 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that was his second franchise tag. That franchise tag was $14.5 million. 
Right now, the running backs are trying to get a franchise tag that is $10 million. It has gone down in the last five or six years back to where it was and more. The only position that has not gained any sort of financial traction around the NFL is running back. And the fact that Christian McCaffrey makes over $10 million and will continue to do so, I think along with what you're talking about with the 49ers utilizing many different running backs to still be successful. Again, they've made the final four, three of the last four years with four different leading rushers. I do not think that if this, you know, kind of wave continues this, um, you know, running back monetary suppression continues, which I don't think it's going anywhere because of the way passing is so important in the NFL. I do not think Christian McCaffrey is going to continue to be the outlier he is just because the past as well as the present would tell us that his future is going to be different. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, at least monetarily. I'm not sure about his body and how it holds up, but he's not getting another big contract. I don't think so. At least not as big as past past running back contracts have been. But, but mean, the, the issue with someone like Dalvin Cook is not that he isn't productive. It's that he's making too much money. Yes. In a couple of years, the 49ers might have to pay big dollars to a quarterback. They're going to have to continue to pay big money to Bosa. They're going to have to pay Brandon Ayuk. They're going to have to pay all these people. That means that someone like Christian McCaffrey, who's making over $10 million, might be on the chopping block. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you brought up Le'Veon Bell. You just brought up Dalvin Cook. Let me run through some of the the gigantic contracts for running backs recently. Five of the last six um, times a team has given a big contract to a running back, they moved on before the contract was up. Ezekiel Elliott, given $90 million. He was cut before the deal was over. Dalvin Cook, $63 million cut before the deal was over. Todd Gurley, remember him? $58 million deal cut before the deal was over. Le'Veon Bell, as you mentioned, $53 million cut before the deal was over. Christian McCaffrey is the other $64 million. He was traded before the deal was over. And then the sixth, where his team hasn't yet moved on, Alvin Kamara. Uh, and his team, the, the Saints, could move on from him soon, maybe potentially for legal reasons, but also because he's got a gigantic cap hit coming up. $19 million in 2024, $29 million in 2025. My guess is he's not living out the rest of his contract with the New Orleans Saints. And what the problem is with paying running backs big money, more on, on top of just how it kind of handicaps the rest of how ha- the rest of how you can fill out a roster when you pay a, a good running back, a lot of money, you could argue, okay, they deserve it. They're great players. Saquon Barkley is one of the most exciting players in this league. He deserves to make a lot of money on par with elite receivers. But what happens when you give Saquon Barkley a ton of money? 
one, you handicap your team, but two, your team feels compelled to use him and use him a ton. When in reality, you should be limiting the touches your running back gets because you don't want him to get worn out. You don't want him injured. You want him available and fresh and ready for late in the season and for the postseason. If you pay a running back a ton of money, you want to get your money's worth and you want to give him 20 touches a game, at least maybe even more. So you can say, hey, look, he's worth the money. He's putting up all these numbers when in reality, time and time again, what has proven to be the best course of action with your backfield, with your running backs, space it out. Don't overuse him. Make sure he's ready for late in the season and the playoffs. So giving someone a big contract, I think it almost kind of works against you because you feel compelled to almost overuse guys. It's what happened to Zeke Elliott. Yeah, he had a, a couple of fantastic seasons, but at the end of his contract, he's not even there yet. He's still unsigned because he's fallen off a cliff so drastically. You give a guy a gigantic contract like that, and you are cutting into his productive years at the end of said contract. I don't even know if it's that to me. It's the fact that in each of these situations, again, like for the, the Giants just paid Daniel Jones $40 million. Yes. So you you can't then give a big contract to a running back that you're not expecting to remain at an all pro level. And that's why I do not think that Christian McCaffrey is necessarily someone that can buck this trend because, well, I should say this. If the 49ers find their quarterback, I don't know how long Christian McCaffrey has in San Francisco. The reason being, I don't know how many more years of all pro level production he has left in his legs. Now, I think that if there's a place it can be done, it's with a head coach like Kyle Shanahan. It's in an offense like that. And it's with Christian McCaffrey being able to put together productive seasons. Like his last one, I think, was his most productive season since the, the first team all pro year when he was 23 years old in Carolina. That was also with a rotating cast of characters at quarterback. He has not played with a franchise quarterback and that's why i believe if the if the 49ers find one well then that marks kind of the ticking uh time bomb of christian mccaffrey's time in san francisco because that's what we've seen with every single other situation that the running backs have now one of the big reasons you can't pay austin eckler a lot of money is yes he's 28 years old but oh you're gonna have to pay justin herbert a boatload of cash yep. this upcoming offseason. Daniel Jones has just got paid. That chips into Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs is maybe the lone position where I don't necessarily see why they don't want to give him the big money, except, of course, a second contract doesn't usually pay off. But if you're the Raiders, are you even incentivized to win this season when you got a quarterback like Caleb Williams sitting at the top of the draft to tank? Then you can get your franchise quarterback and not have to worry about finding a running back. So there are so many examples, Mark, I think, of running backs right now that get stuck in this, this gray space, and it's unfair and it's unkind. But the reality is, if the quarterback is good, is payable, you are going to pay that position and everything around the quarterback to protect that position and not the guy who's in the backfield with him. And right now, if the 49ers find that, Christian McCaffrey, I'm sorry, man. That's just the business. Oh, yeah. And his contract right now, he's under contract this year and then the following two years. But next year, his cap hit jumps to over $14 million, do you think he? Do you think he sees the end of that contract in San Francisco? I think he does. I really think he he does. But his next next contract, I mean, he would sign his following contract to begin his year 30 season. 
Uh, if it's in San Francisco, it's for nothing near that he's getting now. Nothing close, not at all close to the money that he signed with the Carolina Panthers when he signed that extension, that four-year extension just a, a couple of years ago. Um, I think the 49ers acquired him with the plan to see him out through this contract because that contract somewhat aligns, I think, with what they feel their Super Bowl window is with this group. Um, but there's absolutely no guarantee that he'll be back after that. And if he is, it's probably because he reads the writing on the wall and and, and who knows what, you know, how this situation further evolves in a couple of years from now. Um, but if he agrees to come back after this contract expires, Evan, uh, it will be for pennies on the dollar compared to this current contract. Well, I agree with that, but I disagree with the first point. If you think that Chris McCaffrey is going to be here through his last two years, I guess I can understand why. I do not see it based on the market for running backs. Right so what, now. you think he's getting cut? I don't think he finishes his last two seasons in San Francisco. His last two? Year. So this is his last year with the 49ers is what you're saying. He's got two more years. He has this year and, and two more years on this contract. Yeah, I don't think he sees the third year. Oh, the third year. Okay, so two more years with San Francisco. Yeah, like the after this season, he's got two more years left. I don't think he'll be a 49er before then. All right, well, we'll, we'll write that one down. We'll come back to we it. Can, we'll we can come back to it. We can come back to it. <laughs> but that'll wrap it up for this edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Our next episode is going to be our training camp preview. That will come out on Tuesday, so keep an ear to the streets for that. That'll do it for us. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out on 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll talk to you next time.